you gotta treat me like a lady. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's cracking? What's happening? Yerby. Yo, it's me. Oh! <laughs> Welcome to King David Super Show. What's going down? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Huh. What's going What's cracking like? Yeah. What's cracking like? Huh. Huh. What? Huh. Yeah. Tell me a story. <laughs> Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Put some respect on Tell me a story. You know my name? Put some respect on You're rocking with the King Star of the Day podcast. The real King David. I don't know that bitch. <laughs> And you got T-Swin. T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle and the Hizzle. Hey. Hey. Y'all know what we say. Hey. It's the kink out of the day. What? We ain't come to play. You better break. When we come your way, we all about making that face. About to mow you like a piece of clay. We trying to get the money. Ain't a damn thing funny. In the land of milk and honey. We be riding candy paint. Getting that cash, the girls faint. Yeah, we cool and you ain't. You know we going hard in the paint. Rolling up the dank. She got that stank. That stank, <laughs> stank. That stank. That's funny. That You hear that? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, my cousin, he's big on that Birdman shit. That stop shit stank. That stop shit stank. Huh. stop shit stank. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Yeah. How's everybody doing? Welcome to King of the Super Show. Sure. All right, all right, all right. I'm having too much fun. I'm yeah. sorry, Charlie Murphy. I'm having too much fun. I'm having, I'm having too much fun. Tell yeah. me a story. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. How you doing, bro? Ugh. What's Dude, up with you? Bro, How you been? Bro, I am fucking mentally drained. <laughs> um, just, you know, a lot of family affairs that are kind of going on. Um, I guess, you know, I'll just say this. Old people are expensive, period. <laughs> you know. Um, that is true. You know, my parents, my grandmother, um, they just... You know they're 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 both in retirement age and they are just uh, they're fragile and they're expensive and you can't really tell them no. Yeah. You know and um, it just kind of you know I'm I, I'm not gonna say I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's just you know it's just time to fucking just put on your big boy pants. You know and it's like because they were there for you and you have to kind of reciprocate. You know if you are you know worth the fuck. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So um. My grandmother will be 91 in a month. And um, I know, right? Wrap it up, man. Uh, Grandma! What's up, up Miss Rose? Yeah. Shout out to Miss Rose. Shout out to Rosie. Put some respect in my name. You know what I'm saying? And y'all see my name. And shout out to Miss Shirley. Yeah, my grandma. <laughs> shout out to Shirley. You know what's happening. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, you know, um, elderly people are expensive you know so we had to me, my, me and my brother uh had to hire an aide i guess to come into the house and mm -hmm. just you know she's there for about 
at least eight eight to ten hours eight to ten hours extra per day i mean because she can't she's pretty much kind of invalid she's bedridden she can't walk on her own she can't do anything on her own and so you have to kind of like just kind of put your empathize yeah. you know it's like man it's just it just kind of puts you in a very disturbing place where it's like god damn dude it's like um how would you feel if you lost all your functions you know what i'm saying and then you know yeah you know and, and and you know they always say that people you know when they're older they get combative you know what i'm saying and um i yeah. would be too you know if i put myself in that position where i can no longer you know take care of myself or i had to rely on others to come to just help me do my day-to-day -day, i would be really in a dark place where it's because it's like i really don't want somebody to help me wipe my ass you know or, or get up out the bed because yeah. they don't want to do it you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like you know i kind of feel like i'm inconveniencing people and more importantly i don't want people to kind of see me like this you know yeah. I, I wanted people to always you know envision me as that person you know uh you know the the head of the family or 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 give me the respect that I you know that I've earned. I don't want yeah. them to sit there and lose respect for me because I no longer have my functions. Well, you, you know? know how the old saying goes, man, you come in this world in a diaper and you leave in, you leave out the world in one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and yeah. I've always felt like I don't ever want to be that to my children. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying? I, I would never want to take care of myself so I won't have to be like that yeah. when I get up in age. Yeah. I would never I don't want to feel like that I was a burden on my family. So that's exactly. you know, this is kind of why I've made the you know, decisions that I've made you know, today, you know, um, health is wealth. Yeah. Your health is your wealth. Uh, one second. This portion of King David Super Show is brought to you in part by God, Dr. Pepper. We just need more. The Rivers Casino. Thank you for your money. Thank you. 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 Thank you for your money. And you don't drive for You ain't. You don't drive for You don't drive for You ain't shit. LaBerge was at it. You know, what's funny. I got a phone call. This is hilarious. I got a phone call, two phone calls. And it's kind of weird. Okay. From the casino. From an executive from the casino. And they're like, uh, hey, um, Mr. Ali, um, we see that uh, you posted some uh, photos on your social media uh, of your, your winnings. Mm. you know." And this was like when I hit real big. Did it sound like a mafia boss? No, no, it was nothing like that. <laughs> it was nothing like that, but it was very... Hey, just, you know, we, uh, we saw you. Uh, hey, hey, hey. You put yeah. some pictures up here. No, no, no. So what it was, like, uh, you know, um, you kind of violated our... Um, uh, what did he say? He said you violated our uh, policy where you're not allowed lot. You're not allowed to have photographs of staff or personnel on the mm -hmm. photo. They're like you can have photos of your winnings, this that, and the other. But I, he's like, I need you to take them down. And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, because I don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want to smoke with a casino. Shout out to the LaBerge Casino. Like, in all seriousness, <laughs> love you guys. I love you guys. You guys, are, guys are amazing. But the funny thing was, I asked him what photo was it. Yeah. On what social media was it? Couldn't get a straight answer, which means. I feel like I got a mole. I have moles, you know. <laughs> I have moles, so I'm like, all right. I know you're watching, but I mean, but at the same time, you know, you guys know I love you. You know, mm -hmm. shout out to Laverge Casino and Die Dr Pepper when you just need more. Die Dr Pepper can be purchased at participating local retailers where Dr Pepper is sold. They have something new called uh, Dr Pepper Zero Sugar and Strawberries and Cream. It is fantastic. You should try it. Strawberries and Cream, baby. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so then I got a second phone call from the casino from uh, uh, my host, and she pulled up my win loss ratio. Yeah, and she's like, "Congratulations!" I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." She's like, "I see you had a really good uh, month." I'm like, "Indeed, I did." <laughs> you know, <laughs> but for the, to get random phone calls like that, it's like, "Hmm, okay, gotcha." So. The, the Lord is watching.
<laughs> that's all I got. Hey, to say. Big Brother's watching. Big Brother, Big Big Brother. Uncle Tony's watching. That's yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. Uncle Tony's watching. They watching. They watching. The true players don't die. We multiply. multiply. Oh. Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, true players. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm yeah. paranoid. I can't sleep a minute. In the pie game. Uh, yeah, these hoes in it. Trying to give me, man. Yeah, man. So I put it was funny. I put our I uh, put our topic in Chat GBT and it wrote, it was debunking me. It was like, uh, no. I'm gonna put this on your screen. So it's like, I'm sorry. I'm mm. sorry, Charlie Murphy. I'm having too much fun. Chat GPT was going against the grain. Huh? You see that? It says, I'm sorry, but I cannot agree with your statement that women are <laughs> delusional and do not know what men really want. Women are individuals in their own Thoughts, feelings, and desires, just like men. It's This is not accurate to generalize that all women as being delusional or to assume that they do not understand what men want. I'm sorry, I'm at the debunky mm. chat GPT, but women are emotional, emotional, unstable creatures. And they being, are, being and they a are man, irrational. They're irrational. Being they, a man is speaking from my point of view. Most women don't care what men want. No, indeed they don't. Mm-mm. A lot of the time is, can you execute my dream, my goal, my plan? Yep. And if you're not part of their dreams, their goals, or their plans, you are discarded. Yeah. You are useless. You are, you are useless. You are. You are not. You are not part of the winning team. You are not. You are not. You are not. And it's it's interesting, you know, because this is kind of what I wrote. I wrote that women are delusional and don't know what really don't know what men really want. And uh, I, my my hand ranks terrible. I'm like, so I'm like, so blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, long story short, it's kind of like men, it's like men want what they want. Men, you know, traditional men want traditional women. And so the problem is you have modern women that don't see, they, 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 they demand tradition, a, a man with traditional values, but they don't want to be traditional. They want to be traditional whenever it's convenient for them. Would you agree or disagree? I was saying this day and age. Yeah, they just want. I agree. What, they, they just want what they want. In this day and age, want I agree. But the problem is, is like you know, if you if, like you said before, if you're not part of their their plan, then you know that you get demonized. More important, you're being demonized, and then they try to move the goalposts. You know, and they try to sit there and try to change the dynamic on what men really want. Like, uh, I want a fat bitch. No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so next thing you know, it's like, well. You know, women today are fucking delusional. So they, they they think that, you know, the sad part is, is like, you know, being unhealthy and being over obese is the norm in this country. So what are they doing now? Now they're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now they're on the co- now, now they're on the cover uh, of, of Victoria's Secret. This is not what I want to see. So then when I voice my opinion that, you know, that you're unhealthy and you're obese, then there's something wrong with me. I'm being vilified because yeah. so what they're trying to do now is now they're trying to change, you know, they're trying to move the goalposts and, and basically state that there's something fucking wrong with me. No, you're going to, you, we're going to force you to like it. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like it. And I'm going to call you fucking fat and you are obese and you are unhealthy, you know? So it, it, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't understand that, that, that philosophy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, from, 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 you know, from a biologics, uh, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's like, it, it, it's weird. So, like for example, me and my girlfriend, we were we were having this 
conversation again. Yeah. My girlfriend's trying to set her her girlfriend up on a blind date. Okay. And so her her friend, I guess, has been uh, she's a single mother of two. I think her two boys are under the age of ten, right? And they're both and, she, and she's an immigrant at that. So um, so she she's not from this country and she kind of works odd jobs, not 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 steady work. Gotcha. So I was kind of telling her, I'm like, babe, I'm like, stop. Number one, don't get involved in her blind date. Don't do it. Don't don't be involved. Don't set her up with no man. Just let her th- let her meet somebody organically. Don't try to set the shit up. Yeah. So long story short, she again she doesn't against the grain. She she meets this guy, you know, and she's like, I think you two would be a good match. This that and the other. And uh, so I believe he's like a dentist. He has mm-hmm. two um he has two practices. And um so now she, is that the main reason why she thought he'd be a good match because he's successful? Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't take into accountability that the man has three children of his own that are already grown. And it's like, and I was telling her, I'm like, babe, your friend has no value. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, she has no value. Yeah, she's she not the prize. She brings nothing the, to the table. He's the prize in that situation. Exactly. It's like, you know, and you can't move the goalposts on this. It's not going to work. There's nothing you can tell me that's going to make me believe or push the I believe button that your friend is desirable. Yeah. There's nothing desirable about her. She So... If she can even convince anybody to even want to go out with her, she should, she should consider herself lucky, lucky, you know, to find somebody who is e- that would even consider to consider. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? So she just kept going on and on and on about what she deserves and what value that she has, and just what kind of delusional uh, expectations that she has. And I'm like, babe, you're crazy. And I told her, I'm like, yeah. and, I, and we, and we, I, I would just kind of say we didn't, we didn't get into it, but I just kind of told her, I'm like, I'm like, you have delusional expectations, and she's like, no, she needs to be with somebody who's young and who's handsome and 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 has a job and blah 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 and all, all these things. And I'm like, so what does she bring to the table? Yeah, her, her window has came and went. Oh, her windows came and gone. And I'm like, more importantly, I'm like, so you're lucky enough to find somebody who is a professional. Now he's a little older. I think he's close to 50 or something like that. And I told her, I'm like, what man is going to want to raise two young children that aren't his? Zero. None. Especially at that age. Zero. You know. How old is she? The the, the female. I think she's like in her late 30s. Very late 30s. So she can't even, you know, it would be like a, a very unhealthy one second. It's like hitting the lottery, man. It's like yeah. a chance to hit the lottery. It, it would be it, it would be a very uh, a very unhealthy um, pregnancy. What do you call those? A geriatric preg- pregnancy. Yeah. So if she was to get pregnant, she would probably die. You know what I'm saying? Or it would just be the very, risk. The very, risk are high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be very harmful to her body. And um, so I'm just like, who would put themselves in that position? Who would want to accept that liability? Mm-hmm. You know, and then he has three children of his own. They're already they have, grown. Exactly. They're already grown. And then you have, a, a, you know, a woman who doesn't really work, you know what I'm saying, who works odd jobs, and she has two two small ones of her own. I don't want to put up with that. See, I don't want to deal with that. But in that situation, he makes enough money so a woman doesn't have to work. But also, does he want to deal with the, the, the baggage that comes along with that? No. Uh, no. Most men would say no. No, absolutely not. So, so it's like it's just delusional, you know, that she thinks that somebody would even consider this. That that that's that's where she's delusional. I'm like, so 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 I, so what ended up happening was so, and I kept telling her, I'm like, so so she set up this blind date. Mm-hmm. So 
they actually go through with this whole thing. She's like, he's nervous. She's nervous. Blah, 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 blah. So she wanted to mediate the thing. And I'm like, I told so her. So the old man was nervous? Yes. Bro, I don't get it. They're fucking weird. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So they're, they're both he fucking pretty, he they're, pretty much a millionaire in, in and yeah. seen life. He ain't got shit to be nervous about. Fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? So long yeah. story, I don't know. All I know was the, the, they're both foreign. They're both foreign. They're both fresh off the boat. And he, I think he married his first wife. He married, from what I've heard, from it is reported, from what I've heard allegedly, that he married a local, a local American, and um, she was like withholding his. Uh, she went like ape shit on him, like went into full like control commando mode where she was holding his passport. She was, you know, trying to control his money, kind of control his decisions. Blah 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 blah. Hmm. As soon as he married her, she turned into like total fucking bitch. Straight bitch mode. So he, so after three children, he's like, "That's it. I'm. That's enough. We're done." Mm-hmm. And um, so he got rid of her. Yeah. So it's like he's already married a local, and he already realized that that shit doesn't work. So he married a modern woman, and it's interesting. Like you know, uh, my my girlfriend is from China, and she was born there. She was born there. She came here, and she was telling me that the majority of the people that were married in China when they come to America, eighty percent of them get divorced within the first year within the first year. And the reason why, because she was asking me, he's like, why? And I'm mm. like, well, the reason why is because those marriages were arranged. They were under, they were under, you know, scrutiny. They're being watched by families. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as soon as they get here, they're not being watched anymore and they want to do whatever the fuck they want. They go fucking crazy. They lose their minds. Freedom. America. You know? And they, they want to do whatever the fuck they want. They lose their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, but a lot of cultures arranged marriage marriages yeah. work. They work because they're usually setting the, the, the daughter. It's a business deal. It's a business deal between the, the daughter families. up with stability and, and, and you know protection. Yeah, it, it, these are business deals that are arranged amongst the family. So yeah. and it's interesting. You see this a lot, a lot amongst the Hindu or the yeah. the Indians. So I know many people that are of Indians descent that are married that have their own separate lives. They're together, but they're really not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like they 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 stay together to save face and for respect of the family, but they're not together. They they have their own little shit going on on the side, and they have their own little shit going on, on the side. They just like look, we're mm-hmm. together because it's good for business. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they go on the blind date. She doesn't like him. She's like, well, I'm not attracted to him. And then so here's the crazy part. Yeah, my girl set up a double date, like like she set up two blind dates. For her girlfriend. Okay. So so the weird part was, so these two kind of indirectly know each other, and it's so it's just totally fucking awkward. So, they, so the two guys know know each other. Yes. And, and uh, yeah. what you say uh, it was awkward. So yes. both guys was there at the same time. Yes. Both guys were there at the same time, and I don't think they even realized that they were both on a blind date for the same woman. Was she going from table to table? No, they were at the same table. Yeah, yeah. I, I told and I told her don't. Fuck it. I'm like, I'm like, bro, the fuckery is real, bro. I gotta go to the restroom. And hold on, hold on. Oh, stand by. Hold on, stand by. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Haram. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, I, I just, I just don't get it. So long story short, um, the younger, the other one who's not the, the dentist actually had a thing for her, and he was, uh, he was sending her messages and this that, and the other. So my girl was like, I don't want her going out with him because he's ugly and this that and the other. And I'm like. Not your choice. Exactly. And I kept telling her, I'm like, why would you even get in the way of this? 
I'm like, first of all, your friend is lucky enough to even find somebody who even wants to go out with her, who's going to accept all of her baggage, yeah. that and the other. But you're over here like, well, he's ugly and this, that and the other. And I'm like, look, there's a more diplomatic way to say this, but more importantly, you're not dealing with him. She is. Yeah. Okay. That is her. That is her decision to find out whether she's attracted to this person. You you don't know what this person's personality is like or this, that, and the other. You have no idea because you're not mm. dating them. So don't get involved. And I told her this because if it falls apart, it's your fault. Don't get don't don't get in the mix. Don't get in the mix. Don't get in the mix. And she's she's so we yeah. argued about that shit for a couple of hours, and then you know she finally admitted that I was right. Needless to say, <laughs> furthermore, that is rare. Furthermore, no, that's why she's a keeper. You know. That's why she's a keeper. That's why she's a keeper. While on your boy's trip to Houston, did you sleep with any of the women you allowed to stay in your hotel room? You said no, and the lie detector test determined that was a lie. No shit. You already knew about that one. You already knew about that one. You already knew about that one. Haram. Yeah, man. So uh, let's see what we got here. So what's next on our agenda here? Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. What's going on here, Bob? We're going to have a little game of the Family Feud. Family Feud? We're going to have a little Family Feud? You going to play the Family Feud? Let's get it. Let's get it, Bob. No shit. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. All right, for 20, for, uh, all right, all right, here we go. 20 seconds. Name five things that hoes do to get on my nerves. Uh... Spend money on themselves instead of the kids. Spend money on themselves instead of the kids. Uh, destroy your stuff. Destroy your shit. Uh, mess up your life. Mess up your life. Don't cook. Don't cook. Uh, keep drama and baggage. Keep drama and baggage. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let's see how. Let me make sure I got all this correct. <laughs> make, let me make sure I got all this right. All right. Let's see. All right. You said. Uh, Top ten, top five things the hoes do to get on my nerve. You said, uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, stand by. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm new at this shit. Stand by, stand by, stand by. All right, all right. Spend money on themselves instead of the kids. Survey said. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, stand by, stand by. Oh, shit. You got it right. Number two. Number two answer. All right, all right, all right. Shut the fuck up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, all right. All right. Top five things the hoes do to get on my nerves. Let's see what you said. It said, destroy your shit. Survey said. God damn, God damn, God damn, God damn it, God damn it. Give that man a silver dollar. Destroy give the PlayStation. Give that man, give, 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 destroys the fucking PlayStation. <laughs> all, right, all right, here we go, here we go. Yeah. All right. Top five things that hoes do that... It's on my motherfucking nerves. Survey says. What'd you say? All right. Mess all right. up your life. Mess up your goddamn life. <laughs> Survey says. Goddamn. Yeah. Give that man a silver dollar. Give that man a silver dollar. Give that man a goddamn silver dollar. <laughs> Give yeah. that man a silver dollar. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. One more time. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I got it wrong. All right. Here. Top five things that hoes do that get on my motherfucking nerves. Survey says. Don't cook. Survey says. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fried bologna and beanie weenies. Fried bologna and beanie, be beanie motherfucking weenies. Yeah. Always burning the rice. Always burning the rice. Always burning the rice. Can't ball water. That bitch can't. Great balls of fire. That bitch can't cook. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Top five things that stupid hoes do to get on my motherfucking nerves. You said keeps the drama and the baggage. Survey says. Keep the chaos coming. Keep the goddamn chaos coming. What's the portion to keep the superstars brought to the by the way? You know, what did he win, Bob? Yeah. What did he win? What did he win? What I Tell get. us what he win. Well, you won this brand new pen. <laughs> <laughs> you won this wonderful, fantastic new pen. You know, it's made by Bic. B-I-C. You know, it's... uh. It's clear. It's blue. You want a box of magnums. You want a box of magnums. So you with, can protect yourself. With a hole in it, sir. <laughs> you, want a, you want a box of holy magnums. Gotcha. You know, you will be praying for the Holy Ghost after that night. Exactly. I promise you that one there, sir. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praying yes, for sir. 18 years. Oh, you will be branded. You'll be branded in tarred and feathered for, for the, the next 18 years, sir. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed, mm -hmm. indeed. You will lose all your hair. All of it. <laughs> Rogaine is your best friend. Mm. Anyway, what's been going on with you, sir? Man, just family, man. Family work and podcasting, bro, and working on his music. Uh, pretty soon, man, I have a book I'm working on that'll be coming out soon. Yeah. So y'all be on the lookout for that. So it's interesting you're talking about early. Can we talk about this or no? Let's go ahead. All right. So it's interesting. Um, T Swin was talking about going to a. Um, he wanted to take some time off this weekend to go do a to a convention, right? Yeah. And they call him. I guess they they they're like, well, we need to go and have a, a discussion about your performance. This that, and the other. He's like, performance. This that, and the other. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And he he tried to put him for some PTO, and they're over here calling him in for you know his uh, evaluation and this that and the other. And he's like, well, I don't know. Might be, might be uh, departing because it's like at the same time, it's like, uh, I guess, I, I guess they're saying that, uh, I guess the undertones is, is like, you shouldn't be taking PTO whenever you take a new gig, you know? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? <sighs> Man, being that I've, I've been in the world while I've been my own boss, yeah. it, re it really don't bother me, man. Yeah. Really don't bother me. You know, it's interesting when you you know when you have that. We we talked about this on on our last episode. We yeah. were talking about when you had that temp, you know the part time job at Wendy's where Bear came in there and he was swinging his underwear and got shit all over the walls and they're like, Tony, you need to go in there and go clean that shit off the walls. Like, hell shit, no, I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing, yeah. the thing is is when people know that you don't need the job, they can't come at you a certain kind. Excuse me, they can't come at you in a certain kind of way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they know that you need the job, and said so they can try to use this as leverage to get you to do beyond your scope of work. Mm -hmm. They try to get you to do beyond, you know what what you are. The job thinking. description, exactly. Yeah, you know. So I remember one time I was working. We were working at the same place over at, um, at Northeastern Pole. Yeah, and I remember one time Ed. Uh, I, shout out to Ed Valiers. I love Ed Valiers. <laughs> I love you, man. I What's love up, you. Ed? I, I love you. I love you. I love you, Ed. But you know he was wrong. 
I love you, Ed. You was wrong. You was wrong for that. You was wrong for this one. So he was over here trying to like play one side against the other. I guess he was saying in so many words, like I wasn't doing my job, like, you know, up to snuff. Now, granted, keep this in mind. I was working like 16 hour days mm -hmm. and I was, I was managing like, uh, I was managing two crews. I was, I was managing like 23 gas guys and mm -hmm. like 50 or 60 electric guys. I'm only one guy, one person, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm being cheated from overtime and all this other shit. So I'm burnt the fuck out. Yeah. And he made, he made some kind of derogatory comment as if like, I'm not doing my job, like up to par. I'm like, bro, I'm overworked. I'm like, so one day he said some shit. It was like, well, Heather, you know, was, is, you know, is over here trying to get your job. I'm like, yeah, well send me home. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Cause I just finally just snapped. I'm like, bro, I'm like, if that's really how you feel, then send me fucking home. If you don't think that I'm doing my job up, up, up to the way that you hired me for, then send me home. I don't fucking care. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because he knew I had options. Yeah. And he just kind of gave me that look like you're just used to being, you're you're just used to being your own boss. I'm like, I am. <laughs> you know, I've always been my own boss. And I, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to put up with this. You know, and so there's, the, you know, you, there's just, there's just certain kinds of people that just know their worth and there's certain kinds of people that just demand respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You will not fucking ever like disrespect me and you will not push me, you know, beyond my limits or you won't push me beyond this job description, period. You know what I'm saying? And I just know that I just know for a fact that I am just completely unemployable. Period. <laughs> I am. I am I am I am completely unemployable. Yeah. And I will probably get a crazy check from from the from the government before I ever go and work for somebody else. You know, God says the same. It's never going to fucking happen. I refuse to work for anybody yeah. else. I don't take orders. I don't take orders well. Yeah, you know once you work for yourself, man, no. your whole mentality changes. No, exactly. Um, because it's like, you know, you always think outside the box. You learn how to pivot. You know, you just kind of, you start to realize it's like, look, I don't take the, I don't take back the experience for the world because I realize what I don't want. I realize yeah. where I never want to be again. You know, I realize that that, that's not where I want to be. I want to be my, my own person. If that means I have to work. 16 hour days or 18 hour days or 30 hour days or whatever hour days at the end of the day, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? 30 hour days. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, it, you know, I have to look myself in the mirror and, and, and reflect on, you know, this was my fault or this was my accomplishment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would just say this in the last 72 hours, mm -hmm. in the last 72 hours, I closed Four real estate deals. Four. Four. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, I purchased, you're going to love this. Uh, I, I'm under contract right now for a property that caught on fire. You know, I got it for 25 grand. Mm -hmm. I got it cheaper than a land value. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, got a construction loan out against it, you know, where I can pay myself, you know, a decent salary on, on the back end of the construction loan. I got mm -hmm. another one, which I bought. I actually won playing blackjack. I yeah. got another one, the giraffe house. We started construction on that one. I took out a construction loan against that one as well. That house, is, I own that bitch free and clear. Then I got another one that I bought about four years ago. I had it boarded up for four years. Didn't know what I wanted to do with it yet. I bought it from my buddy Lionel because he was going through a divorce. And uh, he sold me the house because he didn't want, he's like, I don't want that bitch getting my house. So he sold it <laughs> to me. He sold it to me because he didn't want her to get it in the divorce. And then he tried to buy it back from me. I'm like, uh-uh, it's mine. <laughs> was yours, it's mine. Was, was mine, it's mine. mine. Shout out to yeah, Captain shout T. Out to Captain T. So, yeah. So, um, so the thing was, is like, you know, so I decided to go ahead and take out a construction loan against that. Mm -hmm. So then on top of that, I, you're going to love this. Right up the street from the giraffe house, 
a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, NASA. Shout out to my buddy, NASA. He called me up. He's like, hey, man, I got these houses for sale. I got two properties for sale. Mm-hmm. And um, two properties for sale. And he's like, uh, I went and checked them out. So it's two houses on the same parcel of land, and it had this giant fucking, like, R-paneled metal um, garage. Mm-hmm. He had it up for, like, maybe, like, sixty or $70,000. Yeah. I go by there, and I'm like, they're a little rough. Not a big deal. But I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I really didn't want to buy them, to be honest with you. So I lowballed the fuck out of it. I'm like, look, $25,000. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, there's no way. He's like, come back at forty. I'm like, twenty nine. And that's it. <laughs> 29, and, I, and that's it. Not a penny more. I got got him for 29000 Fucking unreal, bro. Fucking, fucking unreal. Fucking unreal. 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 <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like, you know, it's like I'm just doing like these anomaly deals where you, I'm just getting deals like, you know, cheaper than like, you know 20 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. you know so like as of right now like if when all of these things close i think i'll own like right now i know i'm at 28 mm-hmm. i'm at 28 so it'd be 29 30 31 30 yeah 30 31 properties mm-hmm. 30 yeah yeah 31 yeah yeah what yeah 31 fucking properties bro yeah. i did it in six years again round of applause yeah Right, right, yeah, man. Hold on, hold on. give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, bro. Coming from um, Southeast Houston, man. Trail Creek. I come from nothing. Starting from nothing, man. Come from fucking nothing. So, come so. from nothing. I come from nothing. The King Navy Super Show is brought to you in part by Guy Dr. Pepper. We just need more. The Rivers Casino. Thank you for your money. Thank you, 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 thank you for your money. And you don't drive right, you ain't. Ain't shit. Ain't shit. Let me tell you a story. In all seriousness, it was funny. My, my lender called me today. Shout mm-hmm. out to King James Lending. Shout out to James Toller and Maggie Toller. My lender called me today. And it's like, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I honestly believe that he's kind of fascinated by me, you know, um, because it's like, you know, there's the, you, you always have that one that kind of slips through the cracks. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but all I can do is tell my story. That's yeah. all I can do. And believe it or not, you know, I would not be where I am today without gambling i would not be where i am today without hustling casinos you know what i'm saying or Mm -hmm. you know without you know actually winning money in casinos i would not be where i am today i would have never bought my first house you remember that shit oh yeah you know would you buy the house for like thirteen thousand? yeah 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 straight up casino money yeah the thing was is like i remember on my 37th birthday i'm in singapore i'll -hmm. never forget this i'm in singapore i'm at the marina bay sands on the roof Mm-hmm. On the 57th floor, on the roof, $500 a night. You know what I'm saying? And I've never in my life paid anything like that. But I'm like, you know what? I deserve this. I'm going to spend one night in Singapore. I'm going to go to the Marina Bay Sands. And I'm going to spend the night there. And I and I, and I I charged it to my company. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mine yet. Was it mine? Was it mine? I think I barely acquired the company um, at mm-hmm. the time. And I remember, I'm like, um, I'll never forget this. I'm on the roof. It's my uh, it's my thirty seventh birthday, and I'm like, um, is that the one with the pool on the roof? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I remember um, I had an epiphany, and uh, the thing was, I knew that this is always what I wanted to do. This was my dream. You know what I'm doing right now? I always wanted to build houses. I was just scared. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I was I always talked about it, but I never just followed through. 
Mm-hmm. I never I never just did it. You know what I'm saying? And I was always around people that were like me. And I at the time I had quite a bit of money saved, you know, um, and this is before I started like really hustling, before I started getting like real serious about, you know, gambling and this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I remember I said, um, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to take chances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I said, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and don't be afraid to take chances. And the, it, But the main thing, the main thing that I said is I said, there's a God. The first thing that I said. Amen, brother. There is a God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know why, but there is an almighty being. I'll never forget that. You know, and my entire world is is evolved in energy. So I always try to do the right thing. I don't lie, I don't cheat, I don't steal. Mm-hmm. I do this for a reason. And the reason why is because my whole world is like, in my opinion, in my belief, is based off of the energy that I put into it. So I always try to do the right thing. So that same day, remember that day I told you that I did, um, I helped that homeless guy who was yeah. yelling at me, called me a bunch of big, yeah, the bitches and hoes and this and the other. That same night I won 30 grand. Mm-hmm. That same eight dollars that I gave to that guy, and I said, even though I knew he was, I knew he was full of shit. Mm-hmm. Something told me, just take care of this guy. God takes care of his babies and fools. You know what I'm saying? And I, even though I knew he was talking in circles, I'm like, you know what? I don't even give a shit. I'm just gonna give this to the universe. If it, if it works, works. It doesn't, doesn't. I just feel like this guy just needs a meal, and I can live with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And God understood that I needed a break. And he gave me a break, you know? And um, so that is pretty much the way that I live. You know what I'm saying? So I always try to take care of my my family. I try to just do the right things. Do I don't, the right thing. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do dumb shit whenever the money comes. I always try to invest in something like this, something that's positive. Mm-hmm. Because when I invest in a piece of real estate, I put people to work. Yeah. I feed families. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so... You know, when James called me and he was like, he's like, David, how much money have you won? You know, and I kind of told him a figure. And then he's like, how much have you lost? And with all due respect, James, I think I was slightly off. I think I kind of maybe exaggerated on how much I lost. I think I was, I think I'm probably even on how much I've won and how much I've lost. So that figure that I told you that I won, I Mm -hmm. think that's pretty much about the same that I lost. But the money that I've won, the equity in the things that I've won have exponentially, you know, surpassed mm-hmm. my losses. So the question is, did I really lose? No. No. So so the money that I reinvested in what I've won is probably worth threefold, if not fourfold, mm-hmm. than what I've than what I've lost. But what I told James, this was this is this is kind of the most you know, the most important thing that I told him. You know, I'm like, you know, that you know what I've learned from gambling? Um, I learned to believe in myself. You know, what What I've learned from gambling was is when you have your mindset on something, you believe in yourself, you believe in what you're going to do, you believe in what you're going to execute, and you get it done. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to go there and i got to hit this number, if I'm going to go there and try to outsmart these people, if I'm going to go there and try to do some pivots, what you learn is you learn you learn to believe in yourself. So when you, so you, so when you believe in yourself when you're gambling, you're definitely going to believe in yourself when you when you purchase a piece of real property and you're going to put your personality into it, you're going to build it to the best of your ability. He asked me a very loaded question. He was like, um, so because he, he, he financed that, uh, that pink house that I did. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, so how do you feel about that house? I'm like, well, James, I'm like, you know what? I did, I felt that I did the best that I could with the, with the resources that I was provided. You know, I, I put all as much personality of, of myself into that property as I could with where it was located and the, in the, in the monies that I was allocated, I did the best that I could. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it was I bought a property with no money down, right? I paid nothing. Okay. I made money on the back end of that deal. I actually paid my salary and I made like an additional, you know, 30 plus grand, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like four months. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So, you know, I basically got a property for free. I paid my salary and I, and I, and I made 30 grand in four months. How do you go wrong? And I get to keep the motherfucker for the rest of my life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so the concept is, so that's kind of what I explained to him. It's like, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like, I love what I do. I don't care what things cost. I just do things the way that I see fit, mm-hmm. you know? And um, all I can do is just be the best me. And I believe in what I do, you know? So I continue to do what I do and I continue to feed families every way that I see fit. Cause the more projects I have funded, the more people I help. You know, the framers, I, I feed framers, I feed plumbers, I feed mm-hmm. painters, I feed roofers, electricians, electricians, mm-hmm. you know, you know, home, you know, uh, independent hardware stores, you know, big box hardware stores, you know, across the board. But more importantly, I try to inspire people to be great. You know, I try to, you know, cause, cause some people just kind of feel like, man, dude, you just do the impossible. When do you sleep? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when do you sleep? How do, how is this fucking humanly possible? Where is all this money coming from? Mm-hmm. You kind of see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's weird, dude. You know, the answer to answer your question is I don't know. I don't know. It just fucking happens. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So if if you were to ask me six years ago if this is what I would be doing, I would I would have laughed at you. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way. There's no way that number one, I would be of this weight because I was three almost 300 pounds six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm wearing my sweater that I wore when I was with the money team. This is how big I was, people. I'm wearing this for a reason. I'm wearing this because, I, I mean, I support the brand, but I'm wearing this to show you how big I was as a person. This was my normal size. These yeah. were my fat clothes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? This is how big I was. You know what I'm saying? Six years ago, I was 300. What I was size is that, man? Double triple X, triple X. Triple X. I was 300 pounds six years yeah. ago. I was 300 pounds. Right now, I weigh like 154. Mm-hmm. You know, welterweight. Half, half yeah, weight. I'm a welterweight. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, man. So, um, it's interesting, like, the, the, you know, the curveballs that life throws you. Yeah. You know, so th- there's certain, you know, it's like you're put in a position, you're being tested, and if you fail, it kind of kicks you back a little bit. And hopefully when you get tested again, you kind of, you kind of, you're, you're resilient. And then you move on to the next chapter in your life because it's like, you know, in the beginning, you know, when I, when I, uh, when things were really, really good, I didn't know how to handle it. Nobody's given a rule book on how to be a boss. Exactly, man. You know, nobody's given a rule book on how to be the boss. Yeah. Not and, where we come from. No. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I made a lot of financial mistakes. I did a bunch of dumb shit. It's like, you know, like when the rapper gets his first check. Yeah. I, yeah. Or the well, athlete. Yeah. What's the first thing to do? Chains, cars, bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so I bought chains and cars and bullshit and this, that, and the other, but I had nothing to show for anything, yeah. you know? And then when I got that tax bill, you know, you know, oh, did I make you want to fucking vomit? 
you know? <laughs> when you got that fucking tax bill, you know, instead of being smart and intelligent and, and investing in, 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 in capital assets. In you assets, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of me over here blowing money on dumb shit, I just go buy assets. Smart, you know? Because you could borrow against asset and you don't pay taxes on what you borrow. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. pay you don't pay taxes on a loan. You, you see what I'm saying? So exactly. as long as you keep kicking the can, you have a very good life. So so like right now, I mean, I, I like as of right now, I have like what was it? I have what was it? I have two houses. One, two, three, four. Oh, I have a giraffe. Okay, I have one I'm finishing up. I have five that I'm finishing right now, and I have five more that are dormant. So I have ten projects right now. Mm-hmm. Which so this will pretty much last me for the remainder of the year. You know. If I get all these done, like in all seriousness, like we're talking damn near seven figures. Yeah. Damn near seven fucking figures. You know what I'm saying? To to build my own fucking properties. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, plus so the boy this, got the, a whole block. Yes. Yeah. I, I own a few city blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. So so the crazy thing is, is like, you know, these are the pivot steps that I had no idea that, you know, that were, you know, that God already foresaw for me. Mm-hmm. But he knew that I wasn't ready you know, back in the day, you know? Yeah. So back in the day, like when my brother made me that promise is like, yeah, you know, when you do your first four deals, you know, I got you. I would have never, if I'd have took his money, I would have never did it right. I would have never did it right because I would have been enabled to make mistakes and I probably would have spent his money on something stupid, yeah. you know, gambled his money who who knows you know yeah. what i'm saying there, you you have to kind of experience trauma and you got to go through the mud and you have to kind of understand you know okay i'm not gonna make the same mistake again yeah and and, and believe me i admit i did some dumb shit and i'm probably, probably gonna do, do some, some more. more you shouldn't hold, hold that, that against, against me though. though yeah shout out to goody miles yeah. c green who's that peeping in my window mm-hmm. pal nobody now but yeah. um, so I'm telling James this, and it just seems like he's enamored, you know, with my response. And I think that, you know, he he gets it. You know, mm-hmm. I think like, you know, it's interesting. Most powerful CEOs want to hire people that have gone through trauma where you've lost and you've lost really bad. And you know what their question is? How did you recover? How did you get it back? Yeah. Because that what that shows is that shows resilience. Resilience, yeah. It shows resilience. Perseverance. Perseverance. And that means that there's no there's no quit. There's no mm-hmm. pussy. There's no pussy. There ain't no pussies at this table. As I say at the at the, at the LaBerge. Ain't no ain't no pussies at this table. Ain't no quitter here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so like when you when when you're faced with uh when you're faced with adversity, are you gonna quit? Or are you gonna or you're gonna freight train that bitch over? Or are you gonna you know, pivot? Yeah, or you pivot. You have to kind of sometimes you got to think outside the box and you have to learn how to beat things at their own game, mm-hmm. you know. And you, you just, sometimes you just have to be just you have to kind of think with your third eye and you have to kind of learn how to make you know, learn how to maneuver, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but that's that's what I did, so that's kind of what I told him, but I never lied to him. It's like, hey, ask me how much did you lose, and I told him, I, but I think actually I was slightly wrong. I think I told him it was what a little more than what I really lost. The more I think about it. I think it was even. What I won is what I lost, mm-hmm. you know. But I didn't lie to him. You know, I don't want him to think like you know um, that uh, I'm over here sugarcoating things. I'd rather just 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 tell him the truth. This is how yeah. I, this is what I am, bro. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. what I am, you know. But all I can do is just be the best me, 
and continue to grow. But right now, I mean, he's getting ready to fund four deals for me. So what does that yeah. tell you? Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You know? So he, he, he bases me, he rates me on my merit and who I am as, as a person and what I've produced and what I've done, you know, and the fact that I did a deal with him, I completed the deal and I refinanced the deal and he got paid. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to do anything more until I actually did everything from start to finish to show him that I know what I'm doing. I got it done. Yeah. You know? So, now, he, so he gave me four more. Yeah. Now, a lot of times, the L and the loss is for lesson. Lesson. It's for learning. Um, nothing. There isn't anything that doesn't happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. There are spiritual systems in the world where they say, um, you know, it might be painful the things that we go through, but they all happen for a reason. You're either going to get stronger or you're going to learn something about it. It's going to help you or, or you're going to be able to help somebody else later on down the road. Now, in some of these spiritual systems around the world, they say that um, before we came to this earth, we were with God, and we saw the life that we was going to live when we came down here. We saw who our parents were. Uh, we saw what problems we were going to face, and we had to come down here so we can uh, grow or overcome these so we could fulfill our purpose and return back to God. So if you really look at your life, no matter how painful some of these situations have been, Nothing don't happen for no reason at all. It's to make you strong, stronger, to teach you a lesson, and you might be the light to help somebody else, yeah. give you knowledge and experience to overcome these things and make you a stronger person, yeah. or you to help somebody else be a stronger person. So, I mean, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now. Let's get it. Um, you know, um, when you kind of go through traumatic experiences like this, you know, um, I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. You know what I'm saying? I had to be, I had to be disarmed. You know, you know, um, it was bad, guys. You know what I'm saying? When you lose the kind of money that I've lost, you know, um, people kind of think like, you know, you have a problem. You know, you start to think like you have a problem. You still have a problem. This, that, and the other. I had to have a friend of mine come down to my shop and disarm me. It was that bad, people. You know, and he sat there with me, and he was like. There's nothing wrong with you, bro. You don't have a problem. We started talking about it. He's like, bro, there's a difference. There's a difference between somebody who has an addiction and somebody who's being cheated. There's a difference. If you're trying to solve a problem, if you're trying to solve an algorithm, if you're trying to solve a, a, an equation, but the goalposts keep moving, how is that a fair, how is that a fair fight? So, so he kind of like, and he was the guy that kind of motivated me to win. He was the guy who motivated me. He's like, dude, there's nothing wrong with you, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're just solving an algorithm and the goalposts keep moving. You're being cheated. So in order for you to understand, you know, what's going on with you, you need to kind of understand, you need to kind of pay more attention to what's going on. You need to kind of see the fuckery the way that it comes. You know what I'm saying? And I discovered certain kinds of things. I discovered certain patterns. You know what I'm saying? And I started making, so I started pivoting and I started making adjustments. I started mm -hmm. doing all the, you know, I started, you know, you know, being more aware of my surroundings. And let me tell you something. When you're very aware of your surroundings, it changes you as a person. Mm -hmm. So the same rules that, 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 uh, the same pivot steps and the observations and the algorithms that you see on a, Game table is the same concept that you apply towards life. Life, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Except, the, believe it or not, 
The algorithm and the pivot steps in life are easier. They're easier to stomach. They're easier to identify. You know what I'm saying? On the game table, it's harder to identify. But once you see it, once it shows its ugly head, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. You're like, boom, boom, boom. You, you, you know, it's like you got it, you know? And um, you learn how to make adjustments and you learn how to pivot and you learn, you start to kind of see, huh, okay. You know, I realized that what, so what I've learned was I've learned how to, I've created an opportunity where I never have to work for anybody, mm-hmm. right? I can continue to purchase property every month or every two months or as I see fit. Mm-hmm. And I can continue to, you know, I can continue to pay myself and I can continue to grow. You know what I'm saying? I continue to build myself and to, and more importantly, I can continue to get better at my craft. You know what I'm saying? Because the more you do, the you know, the better, you, the more, you know, proof is in the pudding. Practice, and, and makes, practice perfect. makes perfect. So the better you get at it, the more you become like MVP of the league. So you think LeBron mm-hmm. James is going to fucking quit when he's the MVP of the league? Is he going to retire when he's the MVP of the league? Fuck no. He's going to resign. I want a better contract. You see what I'm saying? And it, it becomes more fluid. It's more easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you already know what kind of pitfalls to expect. And then you start hiring, you know, people to kind of do the shit for you. It's like, look, okay, I need to focus on deals. Well, you need to hire a project manager. And, it, you know, and I have him kind of be my eyes and ears while I'm over here focusing on deals because that the money that I pay him allows me to grow, mm-hmm. you know, at a better pace because I can't do everything. Yeah, you can't do everything. I can't do everything. And there's a value. Yeah. You have to see... You have to, so what ends up happening is in life, and this is kind of what I've learned. When you come from nothing and you and you acquire something and then you lose everything and then you acquire it again, you lose everything again and you acquire everything again, you start to realize that money doesn't really mean anything. It's just a utility. It's just a utility for you to, it's for freedom. That's all it buys. Money only buys one thing. It's fucking freedom, period. You know what I'm saying? And all it does is it makes people move. That's all money does. It makes people move, period. So if I need people to move, you fucking pay them. You know, so in my world, it's like I'd rather just, I I need to kind of find some kind of peace. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. when you're kind of moving at the pace that I'm moving, you have no peace. And more importantly, you have no sleep and you have no rest. rest. And and honestly, your quality of life goes to shit. And you start to ask yourself, kind of like what you're going through right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you know, I'm kind of in a dilemma with these people, but am I happy? Am I free? You know, I can do this again. You know, I I mean, I can just go buy me another van. I can go do what I need to do. Like nobody's stopping you from just kind of just making an adjustment and just doing what you did better. You you see what I'm saying? So it's like, at the end of the day, like for me, it's like, I'm kind of at a point in my life now where it's like, Less is really more. Hell yeah. You know, simplicity is fucking bliss. Yeah. It's not ignorance is bliss, but simplicity is bliss. Simplicity is bliss. Sometimes I wish I had nothing. I just wish I just had one spot and everything that I know. And that's it. Because it's like, if I could survive off of like what I'm doing now. Yeah. And still be able. I mean, here's the crazy thing. I'm surviving and I'm funding all these fucking things based off of the way that I make money. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if I had nothing, no obligations. Yeah. And I can and, and continue to make the money the way that I make it now. Oh, bro. Dude, oh, yeah, you know yeah. how many properties? Probably grow your hair back. 
<laughs> yeah, I look like Slash from Guns N' Roses. You know, I, oh, dude, I'd be yeah. like fucking like Cabo Wabo. You know, I'd be like fucking David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 God doesn't make mistakes, and God would never put something in front of you that you couldn't handle. Can't handle, yeah. But it's crazy, you know, because I, you know, from the way the outside look looks at it, the way the outside looks in is they're like you're doing the unthinkable, you're parting the Red Sea. And just to a lot of people, that's kind of how it, how it appears. And even sometimes like, I have to pinch myself and I'm like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. I can't believe my operation costs are this much every month. It's crazy. Yeah. It'd make you want to vomit. <laughs> you know? uh, but, but it's yeah. getting done. Yeah. It's getting done. You know, but more importantly, I'm just kind of concerned about, you know, I see the light. I see the, the most important thing is whatever, whatever it is, if you do something, you start something, finish it. It doesn't matter how long you take to do mm-hmm. it, just fucking do it. Yeah. Don't quit, and 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 you will fail. There, there are gonna be some bumps in the road. There's gonna be, there, there's gonna be failure. Period. Some detours. Yeah, no, there's, no. There's gonna be failures. You know, it's not gonna be bumps in the road. It's gonna be just outright fucking failure. You are gonna fail. It's gonna happen. The main thing is you have to ask yourself: Am I gonna take it personal and quit, or am I gonna try again? So I remember I they they took they I was disarmed, they took the gun out of my hand. And they're like, they're looking at you and it's like, bro, you're fucking too smart for this. He's like, do I need to remind you who you are? Are you not the same, you know, King David that was a production director at 16 years old? This is not the same King David that put out his first album when he was 18 years old. This is not the same, you know. You know, King David that, you know, started a production studio when he was 21 years old. Is this, sometimes you kind of have to have somebody that needs to run the highlight reel for you because sometimes yeah, you got to check your acknowledgement, uh, uh, your accomplishments. Yeah, when we're in when we're in our in our mania, we can't see past our mania. We, you know, sometimes you have to have, you know, people in your circle of influence that can that could disarm you from yourself. Regardless if it's a if it's a weapon or if it's just your own pity, you know what I'm saying. You you have to be reminded of who you really are. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, bro, I love you, man, but you're fucking wrong right now. You know, and whatever it is you're thinking right now is fucking stupid. You think you're 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 thinking real selfish right now because you're you're not thinking about the big picture. You're not thinking about the people you're gonna hurt if 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 you if you leave this world. You're not thinking about the people exactly. that you're not thinking about the people that rely on you that 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 look up to you, the people that want to be you. You know what I'm saying? That, that you know you know you inspire people whether you realize it or not. You inspire people. You know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't think about that. You know, I, I had a few people call me and they're like, and I and I remember when you you told me it's like, man, I don't want to ever hear that shit again. Yeah. Don't ever tell me that shit again. Man, because as long as as long as you stay alive, bro, you can always come back up. Yeah, as long as you live another day, like 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 Pop said on Friday, he lived to fight another day. Yeah, and and so the main thing was, you know, it's like the the, you know, I I had to own this. It's like you know, is you have to kind of eat humble pie. Mm-hmm. You got to eat that humble pie, you know. And you in the main thing is a lot of people are um, embarrassed. It's their shame, their embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? Whenever they fail. You know, because they're always worried about what other people are going to fucking think. They're like, well, you know, because uh, as many people 
that may look up to you. There's more of them that look down on you. They want to see you fail. Mm -hmm. They want to see you fail. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I work so fucking hard in all seriousness is because I ain't going to fail. I can't afford to fail. You know what I'm saying? And, and more importantly, I just kind of feel like there is a higher being that is there with me. There's, 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 there's two, there's two sets of footprints. <laughs> there's two sets of footprints with me, you know, if not four sets of footprints with me, you just can't see them. They're there, you know? And the thing is, I believe this, I feel it, you know? So every day, whenever I kind of take that, 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 um, that walk, you know, I always talk to them before I walk into the door. I'm like, look, you know why I'm here? That's the first thing I say. I'm like, you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. You know, I'm like, you know why I'm here. You know why I'm doing this, you know? And I, and I, one day I, I had a conversation with God and I was, I was kind of annoyed with him. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm like, if you have a problem with what I'm doing, you need to show me a better path and you need to show me now. Real talk. I'm like, if you have something that's better for me, if this, if what I'm doing, you don't agree with then you need to show me a better path and you need to show me right fucking now. And that's the way I talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Me and God, we're good. You know what I'm saying? We're good. Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, you know, so people, you know, you know, I was going to keep this to myself, but ain't nobody's a fucking stone. Everybody's been on the edge. The main thing is the most important thing is you're not alone. And as long as you have that, you know, that, that person, you know, that circle of influence that could pull you off the ledge and talk some sense into you mm -hmm. and kind of remind you of who you really are, then you're in a very good place. Mm -hmm. You're in a damn good place. You're the richest person in the world. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, if you, if personal belongings and accolades are where you put your value in, then you are the poorest person on earth. You know what I'm saying? If if you put all your value in things or vested things and and, and tangible things and and what you have and this that and the other, if that's what you have your value in. Then you are the poorest person on earth. Period. And, I, and that's why I'm saying I sometimes I wish I had nothing. You know, I, I wouldn't take my experience back for, for the world, but sometimes mm -hmm. I wish I didn't have anything just because I'm just tired. I'm burned out. Yeah. You know, and uh, but clearly, you know, God has a bigger picture for me. He wants something. He wants something far greater. He's, te he's teaching me something. There's something that's far greater that's getting ready to come. That's why okay. I really don't worry about stuff, bro, because I know yeah. life is, 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 is uh, peaks and valleys, you know. You're going to be down, but as long as you weather the storm, you're going to come back up. Exactly. I know I've been through some shit. I've had to restart a couple times, but I know that I, God got me. You know what I'm saying? I don't really worry because I know God got me. And I'll and I tell you a story one time, man. You talk about less is more. As you get old, you start realizing there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that's not important. Uh, I met a homeless guy one time, and he was talking to somebody, and he said, uh, somebody asked him, like, don't you want to get off the street? And the guy said, he said, I'm good. He said, I ain't got all the responsibilities and worries that you guys have. He said, I ain't got to worry about light bill, water bill, rent, none of that stuff. He said, I'm good. He said, so who crazy? You and me. And then he walked off. And I was like, like, damn, he really ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> exactly. As long as he has resources to kind yeah. of take care of his day-to-days. Yeah. Who, who's like, really winning? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's not worried about taxes, car notes. None of that stuff. 
Inflation? Yeah. No. Nah. It's like, damn. Nope. You know, the rest so, of us are stressing as, out over stuff. As long as you have, it's, the main thing is, is like at the end of the day, as long as you have the resources to live the life that you want, the way that you see fit, then mm-hmm. you're then you're a winner. Yeah. Or as long as you could generate the resources to to, to basically take care of your day to day, and you're can, and you could look yourself in the mirror daily, then you're a winner. Mm-hmm. Period. That's what it's all about. You know, I mean, I honestly believe that we are we are being warped into believing that we have to be something more than what we're supposed to be. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and so we're spending, we're, we're li- like, literally, you know, on the rat reel, the rat wheel. I don't know, whatever that thing, the, the hamster sport, wheel. The hamster wheel. You know? Over, rat race. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're on this wheel over here competing against, Keeping like, up with the Joneses. Uh, 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 propaganda, you mm-hmm. know? Um while while we're losing, the matrix yeah it, it, while we're basically losing our liberties you know behind closed doors we're losing our liberties while we're being you know maneuvered you know via propaganda and fear and all this bullshit and this mm-hmm. that and the other and we're not enjoying our lives we're just mindless we're just workers we're just workers you work and you die you work and you die what do you have to show for it you die with yeah. nothing you know what i'm saying they 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 want it all they want to take everything from you so it's like i'm kind of at a place where I've had enough world experience where I just like, look, I want to be able just to enjoy my life. I want to see, I want to, I want to see certain things. I want to experience certain things. I want to eat certain things. I want to travel. You know, I just, I just want to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And then I want to be able to, you know, share this with the people I care about. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? But we're being robbed of that. Yeah. You know, we're being robbed of this, you know, and we're being, we're being divided. You know, they're creating social divides and uh, economic divides and all kinds. You know, it's just racial it's, divides. Racial divides. Yeah, the whole nine yards. And so we're being robbed of these, of this ideal, you know, of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. We're being robbed of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just like you have to kind of just, you finally have to kind of just like identify that, you know, that it, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? And you have to kind of take your life back. And you yeah. have to just ask yourself, when is it enough? You know, how far do they have to push you before you snap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people just, they just allow it to happen. And the sad part is most people, you know, when they snap, when they die, they die right before retirement. Or you right know? after. Yeah. Like the day after retirement, dead. Yeah. My my dad, um, his birthday, his 65th birthday was three days ago. It was May 1st. He would have retired. He would have retired on that day. He died, uh, what was it, about five years ago? About five years ago, I think he died. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all he wanted. He didn't want He didn't want shit. All he wanted to do is hang out at home, build his models, you know, paint his models, play mm-hmm. video games with his buddy George. He was easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He never, he never really asked for much. He had a very simple life. He played pool on Thursdays, hung out with my mom. He was he, he was a very easygoing guy, but like believe it or not, he was the richest man of them all because he knew what he wanted. He knew exactly what he wanted, and he gave the world, you know, what the world required. You know what I'm saying? And didn't give him didn't give him an inkling more. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He was not a good businessman. He was a great worker. You know what I'm saying? But in my honest opinion, he set a really great example on what what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to strive to to become. You know, he, he just things were simple for him. He was a great husband. You know, he he had his he had his his hobbies. 
he he had his league, he had his time to himself, and had his time with my mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, people. Yeah, he's a really all great the, guy. Yeah, man. all this extra shit, no. All this superficial shit, no. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, people, you know, just, you really kind of take a, a hard look on your at yourself and ask yourself, are you really living up to your plan? You know, the moral of the story is, are you are you living up to what you, where you want to be in life? Are you living up to that? Or are you living up to somebody else's plan? Are you living up to your plan or somebody else's plan? And I can honestly tell you, this was my dream. I just didn't expect it to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a long time ago, like 20 years ago, somebody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a builder. I want to build houses. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I never expected it to really happen. You know, my first two projects I destroyed. You know, it's not like I did it right the first time. I fucked it up. It's all trial by fire. Yeah. You know, there's no rule book in this shit. You you learn from your you learn from your lessons. You learn from your losses. You know? But um I know we're totally fucking off topic, but Oh know, bro, we always know. on topic. This is yeah. life. We good. We helping yeah. somebody out there. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean it, it, you know, it's kind of like a sore subject for me, but I just kind of feel like, you know, I, I just want to go ahead and I feel comfortable enough to talk about it. You know, nobody's a stump. You know, and and everybody's cage gets rattled, and sometimes it gets rattled to the point where you no longer want to be here. You know, where you felt like the mistakes that you've made have so, have, have have are so adverse that you no longer want to exist. You know, I've been there. I've been there more than once. Okay, mm-hmm. been there more than once, and I can tell you from experience. From experience, when you are in that mania, I don't care what kind of accolades that you have. You don't see it. Yeah, you don't see it. You don't see it's it. Blind to you. So when people say, well, like, it. like Kurt Cobain, he was a millionaire, million, million, rock millionaire, star. rock star, rock fucking star, took his own life because whatever mania that he was going through, he couldn't get past it, and he didn't have a circle that was there to help him. He had yes men, and he was even married. So yeah, tell you something too. Exactly. He had yes men, you know, and he took his own life. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of other people that, you know, that go unnamed, you know, that didn't have that circle of influence that were that that were around them to, 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 to disarm them, you know, from themselves or to kind of, you know, to kind of let the smoke clear. It's like, look, bro, you're going to be all right. Whatever it is, I don't care how bad it is. I don't judge you. You know what I'm saying? I don't judge you. The main, The worst thing you could have around you is somebody who's over here casting judgment on you whenever you make whenever you make mistakes, you know, that's the worst shit you could ever have. Somebody who always has something to fucking say, you know, I can't be around people like that. It's like, look, just keep your fucking comments to yourself. Or I can't be around you. you know Bro, I was at a point one time, man, where I had the gun in my hand and, um, man, my marriage was, my marriage was messed up. Things were happening in my life. Um, relationship with my kids wasn't, wasn't good. You know, I, was, I had conflict with their mother. And at that time, I just felt like it would be better if I wasn't here so I wouldn't have to deal with anything. And then um, I thought about my children. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk about like letting the people down, people that look up to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I thought about my children. I say, man, it, their life would be worse if I'm not if I'm not around. Who are they going to look up to? Because I felt like the other role models um, were not good enough. And I say, man, I'm the, I'm the positive light in their life. I gotta stick around, and then I just, I just, it just, it just came to me. I just came to, put the gun away, 
And before I knew it, man, some blessings started coming to me. My situation changed. My access and relationship with my children got better. You know? Yeah. I, I got freed of a situation. And uh, I'm still here, bro. And so um, I look at that situation, and now I know, as long as you stick around, man, it can get better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The main thing is, is like, you know, it, even if you're going through it while you're going through it, the main thing is you have to be able to identify it. Even if you go through the mania, if you're going through the mania, the most important thing is you got to tell somebody. You got to talk about it. You got to tell somebody. It's like, look, man, I'm doing bad right now. You got to get here right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like, look, just, just, just you, you have to, you have to talk to somebody. And, and so this, here's the crazy part. Whenever, here, this is the fucked up part. Anytime you ever see those mass shootings, Right. You always see the message to the best friend where they actually tell him, I'm going to go kill a bunch of motherfuckers, this, that, and the other. And, of course, yeah. nothing's done. Like, you knew yeah. the dude was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And and they didn't report it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Or if you see this guy's basically telling you, I'm on the ledge, I'm on the ledge, you just let him go. Yeah. They did nothing about it. You yeah. know, and it's always right before something horrendous happens, you know? Yeah. So it's not like they're not reaching out. It's not like there's not a cry for help. That that, that is a cry for help. When they're saying I'm going to do something that's out of my character, that's a cry for help, people. Yeah. Oh, they start it, becoming distant. Yeah, it, it takes one they, to know one. They start you know talking. They start talking about giving things away. Or, yeah. Or they start, or if they're just irrational, the shit that they're saying is just out, totally fucking out of character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know. That is a cry for help, people. Yeah. We used to have a lot of. We used to have training on suicide. Uh, um, People that are thinking about it, so you could you could pinpoint point things out of somebody that might be suicidal. Yeah, you know. Yep. You know, so you know these are these are telltale signs. You know, it, and I'm telling you from experience. You know, the, the main thing is is you have to again. You always need to be aware of your surroundings, okay? And you need to be aware when somebody's basically it's when they're when it's a cry for help, and it's not necessarily a cry for help. It could be just a message like this where it's something where he's basically kind of, or she's telling you something that's totally out of character. When you see shit like that, you need to respond and respond quickly and respond in person. Okay? Not by phone. Mm -hmm. Get your ass down there. I don't care how inconvenient it is. You got to be there. You got you to gotta talk them off the ledge. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, you know and, and, that, and believe it or not, that's really all it takes. Just, 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 just sit there and just listen. Just be there, be non-judgmental, and just fucking listen. You know, because everybody, you know, in my honest opinion, has kind of probably felt this way. They may not admit it, mm -hmm. but they've, you know, they've all kind of felt like, how did I get myself in this situation? Yeah. How the fuck did I do this again to myself? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. And that's and what ends up happening is usually when people kind of go to that level, is it happened again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how did this happen to me again? You know? And it just happens. You know? And it's how you weather that storm. You know? So you can have that wisdom. So if you kind of see the telltale signs, that, that shit's coming around again. It's like, all right, man. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know? I'm like, all right. Man, I don't want, I don't want no smoke. You know? We're good. Mm -hmm. You know? But I would just say this. I, you know? Um, I've been through some very you know, traumatic experiences. I survived them. Um, I'm good. I'm happy. Um, I'm glad I'm here to tell the story. If this helps one person, then I've done my job. 
You know, this is why this is why I do the show. You know, somebody asked me, he's like, why do you do the show? I mean, you know, um, somebody kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna discuss that in a second. Somebody really pissed me off the other day, and um, I made a comment um, on Facebook. I made a comment on Facebook, and I said that uh, people that take photographs of themselves in public bathrooms are seeking, uh, are seeking uh, attention. Mm-hmm. So this girl writes me back, and she's like, "People that have podcasts are seeking attention." And I'm like, on the contrary, it's actually the opposite. People that exactly. have podcasts are exposing the bullshit that they see in the way that they see it. That was my response. And I'm like, you know what? Your undertones, you know, I don't appreciate. So basically yeah. what you're saying. So I responded to her is like, you know, I did that response. And I'm like, well, in all seriousness, if you don't like the show, don't watch. If you don't, it, or better yet, unfollow or or un, or unfriend me. Leave me the yeah. fuck alone. I don't need your negative energy. Yeah. Your undertones, your your undertones speak volumes to me. So that basically means you don't fuck with me. Well, that's fine. So I just blocked her, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just don't need people like that in my life. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is very true. If you're taking pictures of yourself in a public bathroom, you're looking for attention. Yeah. You know, period. You know, it, it, it is what it is. You see me taking pictures of my dick in a fucking public bathroom? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, check out my check out my, I my hate bulge. public restrooms. Check bro. out my bulge. Yeah, it's looking great. Let me put it on Facebook. I hate public yeah. restrooms, bro. I don't understand how these chicks think they can look sexy in a restroom. No, dude. You look you look That's thirsty. nasty. You look thirsty as fuck. That is and that nasty. bathroom is disgusting. Exactly. You know? And you're sitting on the fucking counter. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That, bro. That, that that is my observation. Oh, it's you like, got your phone on that nasty ass counter. <laughs> And you don't know who else's ass or even the naked ass has been on that on that countertop. So one just, chick, one chick took a picture and there was somebody sitting on the toilet. You can see their feet up under the store stall. It's like it's like come you on. Could, you could have blurred that out, you know. On, you could have blurred that shit out. So yeah, that kind of rubbed me the fucking wrong way. You know, I was yeah. like, you know, it's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, stank, no. stank, that stock shit stank. You know what I'm saying? So and another thing too, people with podcasts see the way the world is moving and the di- the direction the world is moving. Because TV show ratings are going down. Podcasting is the future. Exactly. I mean, basically, podcast is television today. It is modern television. It is. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, we have kind of like a soap opera. You know, the more importantly, it's kind of like, you know, you're getting to know the host. You're getting to know the co-host. And you're getting to see us as we evolve. And you're evolving with us. Exactly. You're growing with us. You're evolving with us. You know, so it's a non, it's a never-ending story. Now you said, man, when you story. was younger, you said you wanted to be a builder, right? Yep. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I wanted to be on TV. Look where we are right now. On TV. On TV. Right there. <laughs> right there on a 65 inch, right there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but the thing is, is like, um, it was interesting. My brother uh, was telling me, he's actually a fan of the show. And, what's, up? Uh, what's up, Danny? What's up, dude? So, yeah, we started working out, and I started showing him, like, the things that I've been doing. And he's like, you know, he's like, just keep doing what you're doing. And he's like, you know, he's like, the reason why you're good is because you do this as a hobby. You do this because you enjoy doing it. You don't do it because you have to. Do it. Man, you say know? that again, bro. He's like, you do this as a, he's like, you do this because as a hobby because you enjoy it. You don't, you're yeah. not getting, you know, it's like, you don't need the money for this. Yeah. A you lot know? of time when you're forced to do something, yeah. it takes the joy and the fun out of it. Oh, Absolutely. You know, Man. so it's like people always say, oh, you should do that for a living. You should do what you love for a living. Nah, I kind of don't want to do it. It's just, there, there, there's a fine line. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I'm getting that $39 million, which I'm putting out in the universe, 
when 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 we get that big when we get that big <laughs> when we get that big contract. Thirty nine yes, million. Thirty nine. Hold on. Yes, all right, all right, do that. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Speaking into existence. It's thirty nine million dollars, folks. If you if you if you want the can and T swim. $39 million. Yeah, you got to come with that, that Brinks with truck. That bread. Hit the like button. You got to come with that bread. We ain't talking about the bag. We talking about the Brinks truck. You got you to come <laughs> with that. You got to come with that. You got to come with that bread. Mm. Oh, this, 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 this is our money, money song. Chicka, wow, wow. When that money comes, when that $39 million comes, I'm like, where we going? $39 million, baby. I'm like, I'm baller blocking. Huh. The pimp. Mm. 39 million, baby. I don't remember when I made it. I don't remember. 39, 39 million. million. What? Hey, 39. 39 million. 39 million. 39 million. 39 million. How you I, feeling? 39 million. 39 million. 39 big ones. <laughs> Talking about the three coming. Yeah. 39 million. Really? Whole bunch of commas and a whole bunch of zeros. Whole bunch of hoes. <laughs> Slamming Cadillac dough. Exactly. Back dough. Front dough. In dough. Out dough. Side dough. Hit the like button, fool. Fucking right. Exactly, man. If you like what you're hearing, man, you're rocking with the king started today. The real king, David the T. Swint. Hit that like button, man. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell, man, so you can stay in tune with everything we got going on and what we're doing. You can hear us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SiriusXM, Spotify Podcasts. Available on Amazon, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Alexa. Ask Alexa. Play the King Star of the Day. Mm. Ask Alexa this time. Speak slowly. Play clearly. T-Swin music, transportation music, and make sure if she gets it wrong, say that's not what I said. Exactly. T-Swin music. iHeartRadio, CastBox, Radio Public. Shout out to Africa. We are in four countries in Africa. 24 total countries right now. 34,000 views. I like you. 34,000 views on uh, YouTube. Um, like a little over 800 hours mm-hmm. on Spotify. That's what's up. Uh, yeah. What more can I? And it's only gonna go up. It's only gonna go up. You got any shout outs you wanna do? Man, once again, man, I'd like to give a shout out to King Chambers, man. Four-year-old author, man. Got his book, King the Dream. Get his book, man, at kingcanread.com. You know, um, and also, man, check out Transportation Music, the album by you got T Swin. Check it out. And be on the lookout for my book. And also the real King David book coming soon. Yeah. Tell us about the book. The name of my book is Government Property. It'll be coming soon, so look out for it. And what's the title of your book, bro? It is titled... Hold on, I changed the title. <laughs> so originally it was called God, God, Why Are You Punishing Me? God, Why Are You Punishing Me? And this is pretty much in greater detail about the dark side of what I just told you about. Yeah. Um, it was basically in just great greater detail of what happened to me when I was kind of going through my trauma or traumas. Yeah. And then um, I changed the name of, uh, well, volume one is that, but the volume two is The Last American Hustler. Yeah. Autobiography of the King. Because I didn't, basically it was kind of like, you know, I went through some shit and it's like I, I saw the light and I'm like, God hey. damn, dude, I could, I, could, I could pivot and 
I feel like I'm the last American hustler because I'm just doing the unthinkable. I'm parting the Red Sea like Moses. Hey. <laughs> that's the way I, that's the way I feel, you know. And there's no greater feeling than just kind of being being my own boss and just doing what I do, doing God's work because that's, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's biblical. I'm doing shit on biblical, biblical biblical levels. I'm doing shit on biblical levels. That's why I'm the king. Just <laughs> the king. Self, self, self-proclaimed king. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you like the show, hit the like button, boo. Make sure you hit that like button. Yeah. Hit the like button. Let me say shout out. Hit the like button. Mm. I want to send a shout out to my brother, uh, David Wager. Uh, Dimitri Papadopoulos, Hanger Kitchen, Hanger uh, Coffee Roasters. Um, let's see. Um, Diet Dr. Pepper, LaBerge Casino. You don't drive Ferrari, you ain't shit. Shout out to Elon Musk, Tesla. Hey. Man, I, I, man, I want a Tesla. I really oh, hell do. Yeah. I want a Tesla. I want the self-driving mode. I can go to sleep. I want to. I want to. I want to just press the button and. I don't want to pay for gas no more. Uh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a Tesla. Elon, come on. Because right now I'm in. The, I'm in the beam. Make it happen. And that's super unleaded. Elon, please hook a brother up. You can hey. give him the Model Three, even the little bitch one, the Model Three. Yeah. You know? Shout out to Miss Marcella, my pop. Shout out. Shout, shout out, to, out to Captain T, my brother, Captain my twin Tim. brother. Shout out to Zach, my little brother. Shout out to Timo, my sister. Hey. hey. Shout out to She Trucking. Shout out to CTR Media Network out there. They got their podcasting, power podcasting event this weekend in ATL. If you're in town, make sure you check it out. Check it out. Get some knowledge on podcasting. And stay in tune to the show, because we're going to grow. And like Bruce Leroy, we got the glow. Who is the master? Who's the master? Yo, yo, show enough. Kiss my converse. Who's the master? Kiss my converse. Show enough, show enough. (laughs) He said show enough, show enough. Remember Tila? Oh, yeah. Girls in the club, show enough. Shaking their ass in the club, playing a fun. Yeah, man. Swallow house. Mm-hmm. Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace. Follow, like, comment, subscribe below. And if you like Share. the show, and if you like the show, hit the like button, fool. Like button, fool. Peace out. Oh, hold on. I want to play your song. I want to play your song. I want to play your okay. song. Okay. We're, we're, we're actually going to exit on. Where, hold on, hold on. Give me one second. Let's get it. I'm going to get hit with a copyright fucking, uh, you know. Hey, but. It's you, his song. YouTube, it's me. It's his song. It's, this, this. Hey. Yeah, man. We be in these streets, man. Holler at your boy, Real King David yeah. T. Swin. We be in these streets, man. You can find me in the streets. I be in these streets. Coast to coast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stumping with my chucks on, trying to get my bucks on. Name on my hoodies, bumping oldies, but they goodies. In the stands like a bullet, I'm the big dog. If you ain't rocking with me, then forget y'all. The coolest cat. Up and down your Google Maps. Shout out to the money team. Yeah. Shout out to Tank Davis. Shout out to Javante. Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Lee. Hey. Dog. 
know what I'm supplying here, a breath of fresh air, and a way to get by in here, this maze we call life, one wall after another, we all going through it, show some love to your brother. My ambition is as a rider, west side, east side. Northside, Southside. Even mouse wide, you can find me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. Hey, shout out to LDC One, man. Background vocals, Guinness Rogers, trauma on. What I say? You can find me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. Hey, I'm from that Ace Town, homie. I be coming down. Huh? I be coming round. I know you seen the picture. Give me the crown. Money by the pound, literally. Later, y'all, and they figured he wouldn't do nothing nice. Chicago ice couldn't get rid of me. The pods got me smiling at the Wells Fargo. I just got me a load. I'm coming with the cargo to a hood near you. Say, Tony, we hear you. I can't look back. The van didn't come with a real view. To that fire inside you. Slide through and glide through the city. In my F2 Focus on my plan to success with the world on my shoulders and my brand on my chest. Hey, Eastside, Westside. You can find me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. Yeah, Rose Cram, Peace Street. That was player, 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 player. That's on the Transportation Music that album. Go get it. That's the song in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Produced by JP Goodham. Grinding in the lab. Man, JP, holler at me, bro. We need to work some more together. Shout out to Floyd Mayweather. That's right. Sit quiet, you little bitch. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> yes, sir. So I see why he wants you to fight me so I can beat your ass. <laughs> Shout out to Adrian Broner. Hey, AB. <laughs> hey, Bizzle. All yes, right. Sir. Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace. Holler.